Welcome back to Recomp Radio. Uh, so we're taking a little bit of a swerve on this one and actually this is ideally going to be one of the main pillars going forward where every so many episodes we're taking a bit of a deep dive into one particular topic and we've got Jade in the studio again and we're going to be running through the festive fix this week and I think it's quite topical to start with this one because it is literally what start slash mid-November and uh everybody's calendar starting to fill up with a lot of socials and uh, I think what we're going to be discussing today is how we can still take a step forward in November, December and not get to January having pushed the fuck it button and feeling like you're starting again. Yeah this is the time of year where people do start to, that card starts to come out then it's like mm. I'll just wait until January now. The Monday mindset? That Monday mindset but yeah you, you know we've, we've still got what how many weeks left of the month for the month of the back. year? not that fast at mass but it's probably about six it's or seven isn't it six or seven weeks left of this year that's still a good six weeks worth of progress that you can make and, and start 2023 feeling even better than what you feel now mm. well we just ran a lean eight there and some of our clients within that kind of six to seven week mark we're dropping like what 14 15 pounds yeah there's a lot big. of progress that could be made here yeah, and especially in six to eight weeks yeah so it's one of those ones that if you do go into the full festive and you start to notice the calendar stacking up a, bit, a little bit, if you go into it with that Monday mindset of, you know, I'll start in January, more often than not, you actually end up in a much worse position just because of that perspective. So what we're going to do is run through everything that you can do tactically to actually make sure that you still take a step forward. But before we get into any of the, the nitty gritty of how to apply anything, what we want to run through is what you want to do in terms of setting up mindset and more importantly actually first off is before we even get into mindset before we get into tactics is just aligning the the expectation of what you want at this point of the year because you know with a lot of our clients sometimes can be a little bit hesitant until we bring in the conversation to the table of actually what do you want out of these last you know two months of the year because you know, when you're working with a coach it's almost expected right okay you know we're pushing progress pushing progress pushing progress and you don't always need to push sometimes it can be a push and pull and a big win for a lot of people at this time of the year is actually not starting january feeling like they have pushed the fuck button and it's actually getting to january having maintained for a good a good festive enjoyed the, the nights out enjoyed the socials that have came but actually not had to pay the consequences of that and for a lot of people that can be a big win yeah um so i think lining up the expectations of actually, there is more than one route yeah, I was gonna say I actually think for, for most of our clients, like you know, most people think progress has to be losing weight or taking a step forward. But for quite a lot of our clients from their starting position to where they are now, that they don't actually see how much just holding steady and maintaining is actually still progress mm. because it's not something they've ever been able to do before. So it is like it's kinda of changing that mindset on that that you know, even though you do hold steady and, and kind of maintain through the, the festive periods, if that's what you want to do, that is still progress for the majority of people as well. Yeah, 100%. And this is the, this is the thing that like we, like David, for example, he just came back for, for Mexico. Um, he hit, literally, the, the weight that he went away, at, he hit within a day of coming back. And, you know, that was filled with tacos and filled with margaritas. <laughs> And uh, and that's the thing, like that was a win for him because he's never actually went away on a trip like that without, you know, taking a good step back. Yeah. You know, and and that's the like 
if you can do that at this time of the year, every single year, if you can get through November and December without putting weight on, actually you don't end up starting January in that diet cycle again. Now, for some of our clients that are still pushing progress just now, they might actually want to still keep pushing. Um, but longer term, learning how to manage this at maintenance is a more useful skill because it's you're never like if you do it right, you don't really need to diet year round again. You know, yeah. it's like you can start that you can start the start of the year in a good position rather than feeling like shit, I need to get back to the start line, which is now the start line's been pushed yeah. way in front, you know. Um, Let's you get more creative with those New Year's resolutions as well, doesn't it? Because it's not always just get back to the gym. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so, you know, you know, starting January with a month's worth of progress to or a month's worth of regression to undo. Um, so I think that brings us to the the paths, the two different paths that most of our clients will want to walk down and I always start that conversation. We do quarterly um, recalibrate events with our clients where we're asking, right, okay, what are we doing over the next 12 weeks? And I think that really does act as a really good anchor point of, right, okay, what are we doing in November and December for you? I don't want to put your goals, like, I don't want to create the goals for you. What would you like to achieve? And I think painting the, the picture of both paths, like, what would you what would you like? Because to be honest with you, the tactics are quite similar. It's just different you get different amounts of food in each you know essentially um but it's really about outlining what you actually want within the month of november and december yeah and it's it's being realistic with it as well you know if you know that you've got you know you might still want to make progress in terms of fat loss but if you've literally got like two or three nights out every single week of december then is that going to be difficult maybe so you know kind of aligning your expectations of the month with your social calendar as well is quite important mm. yeah you hit the nail on the head of that so as much as it's two paths i always project like three different doors that they can open the first path is actually just maintain like nobody wants to go backwards so we take that straight yeah. off the table right yeah. um so what we do with that is first path is maintenance and that is right okay well what we're looking to do and you'll never see your your scale hold steady the entire month it's all, especially if there's more socials than usual it's going to fluctuate quite a lot but if we're looking to maintain i enjoy the social calendar a little bit more and i don't want to say that you can't enjoy it whilst you're dieting you definitely can but if you're looking to indulge a little bit more then that's more than likely the route for you especially if you've been dieting for three four five six months up until this point it's the perfect time for people to take a bit of a break especially if they know that they've maybe got another five or six months on the other side of it you know um and it means that they can start January feeling a little bit recharged without taking a step back. So we discussed that and we'll, we'll touch on what that actually looks like because it isn't just, you know, I'm 84 kilograms today. I'm going to be 84 kilograms until the end of the year. That's going to fluctuate throughout that, especially when you start to inter, like interrupt your routine a little bit more. But then there's the other two sides of it when it comes to progress. It's like the clients that are like, you know what, this, this year, social-wise, doesn't really matter to me. I just want to keep steamrolling straight through. I want the gold standard of 1% per month. This is more important to me than, you know, I can, I'm can. i happy to sacrifice this December. You know, there might still be some, some nights out, but I'm staying 100% on a set kind of plan. I'm not deviating from it. And that's totally fine. Like, it is worthwhile if the right circumstances are there to actually sacrifice that a little bit. But most of our clients actually sit in the middle of those two. And it is rather than going for the gold standard or 1%, it's like, let's align those expectations of a half a percent. Let's do a half a percent per week change in your body weight 
if you're if you're dying for fat loss it's a little bit lower than what we set as the main the main target but it allows for a clear expectation of allowing a bit more socials because reality is most people don't drop a percent if they're out two or three times a week you know no matter how good you are we've done it at the start of the year when we were like didn't have a kitchen and we were out socializing in bali and marbella and you know here there and everywhere and it's it's hard yeah it's really hard because you don't have the same level of control and that's the same when we're going to touch tactics in terms of how you can make sure that you're getting control within the situations but when you're not making the food you're never in a hundred percent control of it there's always a lot more variables to consider so i think aligning the expectation of i'm looking to drop that half percent per week and take that step forward is usually just sets people up for a much more positive headspace rather than going right oh do you know what i'm not i'm not reaching the same level of progress as what i did in october yeah and then they press that big red yep. fucking button <laughs> <That fucking laughs> is going to come up a lot yeah um so i think that's that's the first thing is whether you're working with a coach or whether you're just doing this yourself is look at those three doors what one do you want to open over the next two or three months and then understanding what's behind each one so it is a case of if it's, if it's maintaining you're looking to maintain the average of your weight but it's going to fluctuate if it's progressing but actually enjoying the festive for what's there then more than likely it's going to be a slightly slower rate of progress but that's just a compromise that you've made and you've accepted it and then the third one is this festive might not mean as much to you as progress just now and that's totally fine uh, there's a lot of people that say that you shouldn't be dying through Christmas and like they've obviously yeah. not been in that position where their progress means as much. Yeah, I mean it's a completely personal choice. Everyone's different. Yeah. Um I know I pretty much dieted through Christmas last year. Mm. I started I signed up with my coach. I think it was like the second week of December. Um last year. Yeah, because you wanted to change then. Yeah. yeah, and that that's the thing, it's like we've signed up what three clients in the last two weeks off the back of that we've started yeah. some uh some new guys and that's the, the same thing any sales call that i've been on with uh with a new client it's been like right okay why now i like i personally love a client that signs up at this time of the year because they're the kind yeah. that aren't starting with that monday mindset you know they're like no i need to change just now and I'm, I'm willing to put the work in but the the, the thought process with that is that it's it's i need to change just now you know and it's like or, or i want that progress just now and like who's to say that that's that shouldn't be the case you know so um right okay so running through that there is a few things that come up regardless of which which one you open the door of the real difference really when it comes to it is i suppose for though when you're you're looking for uh, the fastest progress you might actually have to say no to a few socials you know or yeah. at least if you're in, attending them it's making no difference to your nutrition or your training yeah, you're, um, you're eating before you head out and you're yeah. having a Diet Coke in the pub kind of setups. yeah. yeah. Um, so that one, some of the advice that we'll touch on right now doesn't necessarily apply to as much um, because the best approach you can do is just literally stay as on plan as you possibly can within a standard week, but you're just attending social events rather than actually getting yeah. as involved within it when it comes to food or, food or drinks. Um, but I think before we get into the tactics of, you know, like a buffering banking breaking, all the kind of things that you can you can use to to manage your calories within these these things, is uh it's just addressing the perspective and perception of what we're what we're looking for in November and December. Um, you know, the the whole FOMO, uh, you know, the captain get involved, the 
the Monday mindset. Yeah. You know, the sacking off accountability because you've not done exactly what you said you were going to do. Um, anything you want to open up with that? Um, the the Monday mindset one, or the, the I suppose the January mindset is probably the, the better mm. phrase to use there. Um, something we see quite a lot in clients, like they'll, they'll say the phrase well, I've already had dot, dot, dot. So I may as well just dot, dot, dot and fill that dot, dot, dot with mm. have everything that I can get my fingers on um, and shove it in my face because, you know, <clears throat> it's already the end of December, it's Christmas, I'll just wait to January now. Um, I think that's kind of, you know, we see it during the year quite a lot of clients, especially when they kind of first start as well, but you start to see that a lot during December and you kind of get into that mindset of everybody's just filling their cupboards up. I may as well just get involved and I'll fix it in January. Um, and one of the things I kind of like to say to people about that is like, we've got this emotional connection with food, this emotional connection with calories. Try to stop thinking about your calories as, you know, just that, just your calories, this emotional thing. Try and take the emotion out of it and think about it like you would think about your finances you know you wouldn't overspend 200 pound on your credit card and then just go max out your credit card anyway just because well I've already done it so I may as well just you know you wouldn't do that with your finances so try and keep that in mind when you then think about your calories because it it helps to kind of understand the the actual logic of what you're doing there rather than getting tied up in the emotions of the way we feel about food. Yeah, the desire for something. Yeah. I, I think you described that to me the other week in a better way than that because we've I've heard the financial analogy used plenty of times and I think sometimes it can be, human behaviour can be quite similar between finances and, and you know, and, and kind of food related in the, the sense that we're not always the great at managing either. Um, but you described it in a way that I was like, actually, you know what? There's no get out of jail card on that one. And it was um, like, if you if you bust one, one of your tires, yeah. if you bust one of your tires, you wouldn't get out and fucking stick a screwdriver through the other three before you go and get it fixed. You would yeah. get that one fixed. So I was like, and that actually sits a little bit better because, you know, somebody that is listening, it might be like, you know what? I actually still, you know, I might act like a weekend millionaire with my client and my calories, but I also do it with my, my finances as well, payday millionaire, That's you know, true. and it's like, <laughs> That's true. actually, get away. <laughs> that, that, yeah, I think that adds a little bit better. It's like, you wouldn't get out and bust the other three tires if one bust, yeah, you know, because you, you, you may as well, yeah. you're getting, you get one fixed, why not just pay for four? Yeah. Um, I, I really like the way that you described that. I'd never heard that done before. And I think that's a, it's a better way to, to put that across because there is a lot of linked behaviors between food and finance sometimes. Um, but yeah, like to, to hit home with that point, I think that the, the way that I describe this to clients quite a lot is that progress is never linear. We see this no matter how good you are, no matter how many non-negotiables you take off, no matter how compliant you are, you will never see the scale drop linearly and you'll never see strength in the gym go up linearly. You'll never see visual changes linearly. And a big thing that you can do is actually realize that none of the process is black and white and actually progress itself lives in the greys. It's like learning yeah. how to push and pull and go, do you know what I did over a little bit here in terms of what my target was? How do I pull that back somewhere else? And that doesn't have to be on a week basis or a day basis. It can be on a meal to meal basis. So if you've had something that, you know, 
a snack between a meal that wasn't pre-planned for you, that wasn't accounted for. It's like, well, you can adjust your next meal straight away to actually make it account for Like, okay, well, I had a Freddo on the way up the road. It's 100 calories. I'm going to just take that off the dinner that I planned. You know yeah. I mean? and it's I'm like, not going to have meal tonight with yeah, my chips. Yeah, and it's like making those easy adjustments and not beating yourself up about having something that wasn't quite accounted for. Realise that it's not black and white. It is very much progress lives in the grays of real time. I'm making these adjustments to accommodate what I've actually done. You know, rather yeah. than saying, oh, well, this is what the plan was on paper and I've not done it, so I'm not going to do any of the rest of it. The other way to look at it as well is it doesn't have to be, you know, if it, if it is a, a kind of big overspend on calories it doesn't have to be drastic off the next meal mm. um you know track it in acknowledge it account for it over the next couple of days just break it down into small chunks and just pull it back 150 100 calories at a time over the next couple of days and that kind of puts you back in a solid position as well with your calories yeah one bad and i think as well just to say like you know one one meal, one meal that you would maybe think is a bad meal or one meal that you would think is too much in terms of food is not going to be the thing that stops your progress. Just the same way that one salad isn't going to be the thing that gets you in the best shape of your life. One pizza or something like that's not going to not going to be the thing that, that stops you progressing. It's continuing on after that and thinking, oh, well, I've done it now, so... Yeah, that's it. It's the trend line, isn't it? It's yeah. not, you know, not, uh, any individual data doesn't really matter in itself. It's, I'll be stacking these up. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, speaking of that continuing going forward, I think at this time of the year, more so than any time of year, but we see this continuously with clients anyway, um, is that formal mindset, mm. you know, fear of missing it. And one thing that I always say with this is that the nights out are still going to be there on the other side of your diet. They're still going to be there on, you know, when, you, when you're feeling as good as you can, you know, when you're looking as good as you can. You're probably not missing out on as much as you think you are. And probably missing out on a terrible hangover. If you're anything like me, it's yeah, a win. It's pure. Um, but that, I mean, that's the thing though. It's like, it's, it's understanding that and it's, I get it. Like Captain Social over here loves a good pint, but the nights out are still going to be there, and you don't you don't need to get involved in absolutely every single one. So if you're in the middle of one of those two doors, so either you're looking for still progressing or fast progress, it's like well understand that actually you don't need to say yes to absolutely everything just because you're asked. Yeah, you also don't have to say no either. You absolutely can go out, go to the pubs with your mate have a great night out and enjoy the company mm. on a Diet Coke. You absolutely can. That was a revelation for me, actually. Mm. I've done that the first couple of times. Um, but yeah, that, and that's, that's the thing as well. It's like, I think that's, that's more of a longer term shift for a lot of people. You know, I think mm. there's, there's two different paths that we see when it comes to change with, with clients. It's like, right, okay, we'll actually, first, the first and the, I suppose the, easier short-term path is that they lack the education they lack the strategy they lack the tactics to actually get results in the first place we come across we just say right okay well input xyz do this in this format you will still take a step forward but even when they're doing that you know i.e switching a, a pint with shots for like a gin and tonic or whatever and 
saving themselves some calories or pre-tracking a meal ahead of time or you know front loading protein all of these kind of tactics that you can use there's still that undercurrent of the person that they were before they started working with us and mm -hmm. there's undercurrent like desires and, and kind of habits that, that they if there was no structure would naturally fall back on but then the other side of it is the identity shift of the person that actually, you know, two or three years of changing these habits that actually can just rock up and go, do you know what, I don't feel like drinking the day and I don't need to get the shots. Whereas you would normally be the lads, 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 I'm getting shots in and that type of person. I think that one takes a little bit longer to change. You know, it's not def it's definitely not here's a reduce your calories by 10% and you're going to rock up and still be still be fine in two days time that takes a little bit longer i think but it's more it's actually implementing those strategies for a long enough period of time that actually you realize that you feel better and perform better and, and you enjoy life a little bit more actually using some of these rather than just going i'm going to be a yes man to every night out and feel shit for it because it doesn't feel that great when you're when you're not really that keen on a night out but you just say yes because you can't say no yeah you know usually sometimes they're the best nights though as well yeah that's true <laughs> that's true um <clears throat> and then i think the the other one as well is when you touched on it there in terms of you've gone out and having a diet coke and stuff it doesn't need to be that either it can still be having a couple of drinks or it yeah. can still be going out and enjoying a meal and not you know not just turning up and not participating but i think a big one is is just flipping that switch of going right okay well it's effort rather than sacrifice i'm not looking for restriction but we're putting front end effort into planning what you're having in the first place rather than just going oh, i'm just going to cut everything out because we don't need you to cut everything out we just need you to be clear on what you can have and flipping that switch from you know i'm just putting effort in rather than i'm sacrificing all of this other stuff i i think it's a better perspective to look at it yeah. and I think that goes in the broader, broader spectrum of like, well, what do I need to put in rather than what do I need to remove? Because more often than not, when people start a diet, they just say, right, oh, I'm just going to cut out junk food. I'm going to cut out this and I'm going to cut out that. And it's like, you're left with nothing that you actually enjoy. Yeah, and, that's true. You know, it's like that, that can only last for so long. Whereas if you look at it on the other way, you say, well, what can I put in that I do enjoy that ticks these boxes that I need to tick in the first place? then actually what happens is you make the whole process a lot easier and by default, it's just much easier to stick to. So good example of this would be like, well, right, well, let's look at the menu first and foremost and say, right, we know that we need to take a certain protein source or we need to have you know X amount of calories. And it's like, right, well, can we have that from the menu that you're looking at just now? Sometimes the answer is yes. And there's an easy option. Sometimes the answer is no. And you actually need to accommodate it on the other side. So it's like, right, well, actually what I'd need to do is have a higher protein lunch or yeah. Um, I know that I've saved up a lot of calories for this meal because I'm going out and it's particularly indulgent. So I don't want to turn up overly hungry because, you know, whose uh, who's willpower increases when you when you walk in the door and you can smell garlic bread, you know what I mean? It's like nobody's. <laughs> that never um, ends well. Especially when your belly's already, already rumbling. So it's like, right, well, we need to look at what we're putting in rather than what we're removing first and foremost. And for clients like that, that, you know, you are having you know, more than 50, 60% of your calories in one meal for that day, you might want to make sure that actually you're having something just before you go because you don't want to be rocking up and going, right, well, I'm going to now make loose decisions when I, when I smell that kitchen and when I see that menu, yeah. you know? So um, I think effort over, effort over sacrifice and looking ahead to put that effort in and seeing what can I include rather than what do I need to cut out first and foremost is yeah. a good, good perspective to go into it with. Yeah? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, because we do, we always look at the 
the sacrifice and I, I feel dead hard done by because I can't have X, Y and Z and it's like well you know you can go out for a really good meal you can enjoy a, a, a nice main course and a glass or two of wine if that's what you want how do we plan that and how do we work your week around it and that could be your whole week it doesn't have to be that day it could be you know from Wednesday onwards if you're going out on a Saturday night mm. how do you how do you accommodate that and how do you adjust for that well, we're doing it tonight, aren't we? Got yeah. a Chateau X for a nice tomahawk steak. Yes. Um, and we'll touch on what we've done for that, actually, when it comes to the tactical parts. Um, and then I think the last one, <clears throat> in terms of mindset or perspective, or just like what to understand before we get into the tactics of it, is that scale fluctuations side. Because I think that's one of the things that if you are looking to make progress, you can quite comfortably go, right, I'm, I'm seeing the scale as the metric for progress in the first place. And it's not going to react. If you've got more socials in there, it's not going to react what it would react like in a standard week, even if the averages are the same. So even if you average the same amount of steps, the same amount of calories, all, all these kind of things, you're still in a deficit. It's going to be all over the place if your routine is all over the place. And assuming that you probably don't social, socialise twice, three times a week, that routine is going to be out of sync. Yeah. So just expect that. Yeah, if you're, if you're going out for a, a Saturday night dinner, seven o'clock at night when you weigh yourself on Sunday and Monday you're probably your scale's going to be up a good bit mm. it's probably going to be maybe Tuesday Wednesday before it starts to come back down to where it was before you went out for that meal out and that's nothing to do with body fat at all that's purely just down to fluctuations salt water carbohydrates all these other things changes in time you're eating and stuff as well have an influence on it yeah it's something just to give a, a reframe a perspective with a client on that at this time of the year I generally rather than look at the weekly trend I'll actually ask them to just zoom out and look at the two-week trend so yeah. what's happening over 14 days and can we see from you know not Monday but previous Monday have we have we moved in the right direction and you know you might be looking at this on the second Sunday and be like you know what I'm higher than what I was on Wednesday but you, if you're still ticking boxes realistically you should be a little bit lower than you were 14 days ago yeah. i think yeah. it's i think it's human nature when we're trying to when we're trying to lose weight to focus on the highs mm. on a scale and get upset about the highs and that's where the that's where the mindset thing comes in i suppose isn't it when you see those highs and you think this isn't working what's the point why am i making this effort and the scale's just gone up anyway mm. so it's just important the to, red button starts coming out again it does um so as it is, it's just important to keep an eye on the, the lower points in the scale, keep an eye on the, the two-week trend and just know that, you know, it doesn't matter what the scale says. If you're ticking those boxes off that you've laid out during the week, then you're still moving in the direction that is towards progress. Mm. Yeah, nailed it. I think the... I think we've said enough on mindset and, and perspective. You know, we've, we've identified the three paths that you can walk down identify that probably you need to make sure that you're going in with the right headspace first and foremost because it is a bit of a minefield if you're expecting the same as what you would when there's not as much socials on um and just reframing a few of those in the first place you know getting used to it being potentially a little bit of slower route of progress if you're socializing more getting used to it fluctuating getting used to having to push and pull within the day sometimes or within the meal um you know living in the greys so to speak and and just stacking up that consistency all of these things they matter before we start looking at tactics but yeah 
I think we've covered enough of that now that we can start getting into the tactics unless you've got anything else you want to add to that. Yeah, just one more. I think it was just more about the like actually using good accountability in your support network. So quite a lot of people when I've only been coach of this is this will be my second Christmas as a coach. But I know from you coaching over the years as well that so many people get to this time of year and they pull away from the coach and they start to hide and they start to you know, not use the support that's there because they want to have more socials. Oh, 100%. There's much more um, ghosts in December than there is in fucking Halloween. And they, they do, they kind of pull away from that that accountability and, and they don't tell you that they want to be at maintenance so they don't tell you that they're happy to not take a step forward. Like, just be honest and upfront with your coach. Yeah. Tell them what you what your expectations are for the month. It's your journey, it's your results. It's not their say, it's, it's your decision on what you do on that front. So just be as honest with your coach as you can. Tell them what you want and then let them support you through it with your socials and stuff as well. Like don't hide back from it. Don't pull back from it. Just lean on it as much as you can. Like, well, you're human too. We are going to be having a busy December and getting out for socials and maybe drinking a wee bit more during those months like everybody else because that's what people do at Christmas. Mm. Just, you know, we get it. We understand it don't hide from it just lean into it yeah i think that's that's a big one it's it's use the accountability structure that you've got like <clears throat> you know if you're if you're a client amazing use your coach leverage your coach because you will get more out of them that's when a coach actually starts to earn their stripes when things aren't as easy aren't as plain sailing yeah. but you know even if even if you've not got a coach you know if you're just doing this yourself it's like whatever infrastructure of accountability that you were doing whether that was taking photos of yourself whether that was stepping on the scales whether that was you know measuring yourself with a tape measure whatever it is don't hide from it just because it's not as straightforward as is what it is it's like all these things that we touched on just there it, it's you're still taking a step forward it just doesn't necessarily look like it in the day as much because yeah. fluctuations or uh you know it's not as black and white you maybe didn't commit to the decision as much as what you did you said you were going to do like all of these things you know um but it is it's a case of like well actually don't be an ostrich you know don't don't bury your head yeah. on it just use the accountability that you've got whatever that is and if it's a because <laughs> it? i've said that to a few clients before and it just yeah. did realize it's quite, yeah, it's quite cheeky isn't it um <laughs> Yeah, that's that always happens at Christmas night. So actually, we've locked in our client Christmas night. I think for the of December, and uh, two two to three drinks in, it's always like I get the the stories of the cheeky the shit that I've said to clients yeah. through the year. And I'm like, why the fuck do you work with me, man? I'm an absolute horrible bastard. But um, but yeah, it's it, sometimes I suppose sometimes you need that though, don't you? You need called yeah. out. You know, I, I I I get that sometimes even off Ben. You know, just being like, hey, hey, mate, hi, me? Question mark. Well, yeah, not spoke to me in three days. And it's the same thing when it comes to, you know, our clients. It's a case of it's like, if I spot that sign, because I've seen it plenty of times running about this time of the year, start checking in a little bit later than usual, maybe a day late or, you know, like half filled in or I'll get the photos to you tomorrow. It's like, no, stop hiding, just tell me. And then we bridge, I usually just, not. I don't want to say confront, but I usually just bridge that conversation by saying, there's a few routes what door do you want to open be honest yeah. it's not my place to say i can happily give you the strategy and structure and support to go down the either one of them you know um so yeah i think let's uh let's dig into the tactics 
what have we uh what have we got what do we need to put in place for for the festive i think actually just summarizing what it is first and foremost it's basically just the same things that we use with clients week after week year round for social situations it's literally yeah. it yeah it doesn't change there's nothing you don't need to do anything it's not special about it it's literally special. just the playbook for socials isn't it yeah some jingle bells on the side of it <laughs> get your christmas jammies on <laughs> I'm still waiting for the uh, Terry's chocolate oranges to be getting filled up in the house. I've no, uh, I've not seen any this year, but they are normally my uh, my go tos. But um, yeah, I think th this is the main thing. It's like getting into the nuts and bolts of it. It is just learning how you would standard eat out, how you would go out for a couple of drinks. There's nothing too fancy about it, but it's just yeah. that you might be doing it on a higher frequency, so you might actually not be able to manage as much within one night out because you've got two or three you know yeah um and there, there is that so you want to you want to take the take the reins on what different strategies we use for what main ones that we use Plus for buffering banking and baking yeah. yeah so we'll start with i want to start with banking because that's the kind of the most common one that mm. we use that i typically would never use be, be buffering myself just because of how small i am um, I don't get away with it. I say that you're the opposite of me. I get yeah, away you so get away much, with so it easy. Um, yeah, so banking your calories. So if you know, you know, that you're good out at the weekend, you've got this plan, you've got a social locked in for the weekend. We can start to adjust your week ahead to 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 basically save your calories and create a bank of calories so that you can have a higher calorie day at the weekend, and it keeps you within your averages across the week. So. I would always recommend that we don't go over 10% of what your calories are. So if your calories are 1,600, then, you know, we're maximum, we're banking 160 calories per day. So what we mean by that is you eat 160 calories per day less off your total throughout the week, maybe Monday to Friday, and you save them up across the week. Now that's from carbs and fats. You want to still make sure that you're hitting your protein every single day. And then, quick maths, Kev, 160 times 5. I've picked an awkward number for you. <laughs> you really picked, you? <laughs> uh, what are we going to say? It's going to be 810, eight, I think it is. Eight, 800, right? We'll go with 800, right? And then you're, you're 1600 calories. You've got an extra 800 calories to play with on Saturday. Add that onto your 1600 calories. You've got 2200 calories to play with on Saturday for your, for your whole day. That allows you to then have a higher calorie meal within your weekly calorie average and you know well it will fluctuate on the scale you still make progress and you still see that overall progress over time that you're looking for because you've accounted for it throughout the week um you, you touched on that 10 percent rule there why why only 10 percent? why can i not just take a thousand calories off well you start to run the risk of you're going to starve yourself mm. through the week you're going to over restrict you're going to put yourself in that position where all you're doing is making yourself super, super hungry, you're running up to this event and you're just going to face plant first into a higher calorie meal because you've over-restricted and made yourself so hungry through the week and only thought about this meal at the weekend. Mm. So I would just stick to that 10% that meal just so that we don't go into that kind of over-restrict to have a massive splurge kind of cycle. Yeah, 100%. Like it, Whenever we look at the four main pillars of setting somebody's nutrition strategy up in the first place we look at calories protein taste and hunger um <coughs> now reason for that is calories and protein like we touch on that, that that's what creates the visual change 
Um, but actually taste and hunger are the two main things that actually allow you to adhere to it. If you're eating salty porridge, uh, that's not ideal for me. That is not, I don't, I can't believe people used to do that back in the day, but. My grand um, still does it. I know. <laughs> She's listening. Yeah. Um, but if you're eating foods that you don't like, like you're not going to be able to stick to it that much, yeah. you know. Um, and equally, if you set up a, whatever structure you set up, if it just has you absolutely blowing out on hunger, you know, yeah. you're on a if nine you, out of 10 uh, scale, 80% of the day, you're just not going to actually stick to it long enough. So I think yeah. that's a, it's an important point is like banking in and of itself. That's why we put that 10% in there. Even more this time of year as well, when you're maybe visiting family mm. and you're hungry and you're around there and someone puts a biscuit in front of you, or you know that your mum's filled the cupboards with loads of Christmas treats, like it gets harder to, in that moment of hunger, not just grab something. Mm. Um, so just not over restricting 10% as a rule, take 10% of your calories. And just stack them up. And stack them the up time. across the week. Yeah, and I think it's um, another thing off the back of, of banking is you can do it after the fact. So if you do have an impromptu night out, you know, you didn't realise that you were going out, but you end up going out for a meal with guys from work after work on a Wednesday night or something. But you can still do it after the fact. It's always better done ahead of time, just generally speaking, because, you know, it means yeah. that we can actually forward plan and prepare for it and be a little bit more accurate. But if something does come up, it's a bit more spontaneous, a bit more um, spur of the moment, just take it off. Don't black and white approach. Don't Monday mindset it. Just get straight back on with it. Bank after the fact and um, and stay on, on track with that across your averages for the week. Um, what's the next one? Yeah, and don't do not do that aggressively either. Like the same way, 10% on the other end as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, don't steal a thousand calories. Yeah. You see that yeah. quite a lot with Sundays, don't you? People send it on a Saturday night and then they try and, and try and eat three hundred calories on a Sunday and, and blame Pepsi it on the hangover. Prawns and Pepsi Max on a Sunday. I think I think as well it's just good to touch on if you know in terms in terms of mindset on that if that starts to make you feel uneasy because some mm. people do feel uneasy on that banking after the fact like you kind of almost feel like you're restricting yourself out of guilt. Try not to do it as much. Try and make sure that you've always got, even if it's like a <clears throat> I might be getting out on Saturday bank anyway. And just account for a higher meal, even if you don't go out for that social. Mm. Just still account for, you know, a night in and a higher calorie meal in that sense. Rather than being in a position where you feel guilty and you you feel like you're restricting yourself after it. It, it just makes you feel a little bit better in, in your own mind and you're yeah. not chasing your own tail. Because, you know, if you've got a, if you've got a potential social this weekend and a potential social next weekend, then if you're banking in reverse... For a social and then you're trying to bank for another social it can start to get a little bit tricky so yeah it's a good point actually like i had a had a client i want to say february 2020 was uh doing a shoot and um he'd been absolutely meticulous for about 16 weeks uh, hadn't missed a beat um went on it was a work trip and uh and then had a bit of a like an overshooting of the calories quite significantly i think it was about 2000 over over the course of one or two days it was because he was out of routine and there was a few unsuspecting like work events that, he, and he was in the deep end of a diet as well. So willpower and food focus is a lot higher. Uh, willpower is a little bit lower because food focus is so high. And um, you know he went over quite significantly, and that that was one of the things that just straight away off the tone of the way that he's talking about it, I was like, I can tell you're guilty about this. And I, that's why I said I, I, there's no banking off the back of this. It was like straight back to it, line in the sand. But what I said to him straight away was like, amazing. Like I flipped the switch because it wasn't planned. I was like, oh, that's amazing. We've actually just uh, 
I know it's unplanned, but we've just gave you a full refeed, which was what I was going to give you two weeks from now to see how you would look in the shoot. So let's use that. And he was supposed to have a leg day the next day. And I was like, just do do upper body, do a little bit more uh, chest and shoulders and arms focused. Flipped his uh, training structure and like he sent me some photos the next day. And he was like, mate, I look fucking wild. Like, check the pump off the back of this. And that was, I suppose that was just me being fly as a coach and being like, right, well, what I'm trying to do is actually get him out the headspace of being like focusing on the fact that he'd went over on his food. Um, so that's a really important point is like, if you do that, like don't, don't try yeah, and just sleep overly yeah. overly restrict out of guilt. It's yeah, like just crack just on with it. It's the best thing you can straight do. Straight back to normal routine. Just your your next meal is just your normal meal yeah. that you were supposed to have, yeah. and and that's it. It's done. Because that's the thing. Like if you if you did go full send and you know you went over by two or three thousand calories, like that's a lot of banking to make up for, isn't it? Like, yeah, you're not. Yeah, it's no. just not happening. Yeah. Um. And then just the other thing with banking as well, like don't go into the day that you're planning to bank for okay like if you're maybe only normally eating 1600 calories and you've got 2200 that might feel like a lot and you might feel like you're absolutely loaded for that day in terms of like i've got so much to spend here this is exciting i'm just gonna see what i fancy try not to do that still make sure that most of your day is planned make sure that you know exactly what you're picking out from the menu before you go anywhere near the, the, the restaurant and that's including any drinks that you're planning on having, making sure that you're taking off your protein first and foremost, and then that you're having good meals throughout the day as well. Like you said, we don't want to go into that meal out hungry, so still making sure that you've got a good lunch planned and a good breakfast planned and some snacks throughout the day to, to keep you going within those calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, this is the thing, it's like we see this very often, almost with every single client, that when they start making progress, yeah, a little bit cocky and you know they're, they're using these strategies of, of banking and, and buffering and breaking and they're, they're making great progress and then all of a sudden it starts to slow but they're doing the same things or at least they think they are and I think that's generally what you just touched on there is that level of accuracy that forward planning yeah that's the key like whether you think you're banking or not or whether you think you're using buffering like these are just tactics but it's the accuracy of you actually using them properly that gets the gets the result you know just because you think you've saved you know, you've cut the oats out of your, your peanut butter out of your oats in the morning or something, saved yourself 150 calories for multiple days. Like you can easily overeat that by just guesstimating when you go out for food. So it's a case of actually committing to that ahead of time. Conversation I had with a client this, this week was like, you're not doing anything different in terms of what your average week looks, looks like, but you're just getting too cocky with the socials. Like, yeah. you know, we're not forward planning the week. You're not sending me the menus like, like we were in week one to six. You know, we're not committing to just two glasses of wine. We're like, oh, you know, I'll see what I'm having, you know, whether I have a cocktail or not. And it's like that that change in accuracy is actually the biggest difference. It's so yeah. it is that forward planning that really makes a big difference, especially if you're within your first couple of years of this. Yeah, you get that little that little kind of that you said there as well, like you get cocky with it. You you start to see clients tracking things like chips in as like forty calories for ten chips. And you're like, that's not what you had. Um, and I think a really good way to do this, especially when you've got, a, if you've got a lot of socials on, is just grab a snap of the plate that you've had, take a picture of it on your phone, send it to your coach, mm. get them to check it with you alongside what you've tracked. Not only does that make sure that you're locking in your own accuracy, but it also builds your own knowledge going forward that you would feel more confident in how accurate you can track in this those situations. Because it's human nature that we're going to look at a bowl of chips and go, yeah, 100 calories. We're good. When in actual fact, you're probably sitting looking at something that's 450 calories. 
Yeah, I mean, I suppose that goes back to being the don't be an ostrich, isn't it? Use yeah. your coach for it. Like that's what you've got. Mm. Um, literally on the way here to this, uh, Kyle just sent me a photo of uh, I think it was like a chick. Caesar, I nearly said a Caesar chick, but it was like a Cajun chicken, Cajun chicken panini, and he was like, just want a second pair of eyes on this. Like, what's the estimate? Because he's dieting through this this yeah. time just now, and he and wants to make he, that progress. You know, he's a coach himself. He's a coach himself yeah. who does this day in day out for clients, and he knows the value of just having a because. When you're hungry, like you yeah. look at that 800 calorie, you know, yeah, and you be like, that's 350, isn't it? One of the biggest things that ever got me on that was those acai bowls in I Dubai. I, is that, I still don't know if that's how I you say it. I don't know if that's how you say it, but we used to call them like 500 calories. And they're not, they were about 1,000 calories a bowl. Mm. Easy. And then we were putting peanut butter in it. Yeah, well, can you remember that fucking salad bowl from... Uh, yeah, that was... Was it the, co- the coffee? I can't remember the name of the coffee yeah. shop that we were in, but they had decided to line the underside of the bowl with garlic mayo. Um, and it wasn't until because I tracked it because they had a QR code. Yeah. Ordered it, thinking I'm going to save some calories because we were going out to, I think it was like the salt based steak, not this, not the steak restaurant, but the burger, the burger one. one yeah. uh, we were going out for that and I was like, I know that's going to be a lot of calories. I'll get this little salad earlier on. And it was like, when I went to track it, it was 1200 calories. I was like, what? Yeah, so I think that that's one of the things is just having a second, second set of eyes on it doesn't definitely doesn't hurt, um, and forward tracking so that you don't get caught out. Yeah. Um, a really good tip on that is if you're going to a restaurant you've never been to, check their Instagram page, have a scroll through the photos, look at the portion sizes that they mm. they offer, look for the dish that you're maybe thinking about offering, uh, ordering, and and see, you know, make a rough guesstimate based on that photo before it's in front of you what's potentially on that dish as well it really helps yeah. to actually see the, the serving size so you touched on banking and you do that because you've got a smaller body weight and less calories yeah. than me what's the next one so don't but, need to quite save up as much calories. yeah so buffering um if you've got <coughs> you know a higher amount of calories the you know every single day um whether that's because you're at maintenance or just because you are higher in body weight then you can use buffering so for buffering, that's just when we account on the day. You maybe have a lighter lunch than you normally would, or you could potentially skip breakfast, have a brunch, an early lunch, and then head out for dinner. Um, and for that, I would stick to the rule of thirty percent of your calories for that meal that you're you're kind of banking uh, buffering throughout the day. So you don't want to, if it's any more than thirty percent of your daily total, then I would suggest that we bank. But if you've got that room within that to, to kind of create a 30% buffer of a meal within one day, then we can use buffering. So, um, yeah, just adjusting your day, planning your day ahead of time. We've got one meal out that's higher. Can we adjust that to have a really high protein breakfast that's low in calories? Can we then have maybe a smaller snack or a shake at night before we go to bed? And can we make that work within one day? And if you can, then you just buffer. Yeah, and that to be fair, for most of the things that that I go out for, like something like Nando's, for example, I wouldn't really need to bank for. Um, I would you know, like quite comfortably buffer that in, no, no problem. It's not too far from a, like a standard meal amount of calories for me. <clears throat> so it is just a case of it's understanding what you can actually put in. So this is why I think forward tracking is always a really good, you know, indicator of what actually you should be having because depending on the cuisine you're going out for, depending on you know the type of event it is make a big difference to the amount of calories it's actually going to cost for whatever it is yeah. um and then that then 
gives you the clarity of what method you need to use in the first place because if we for example had the same thing going out you might need to bank for it because it would send you more than that 30 percent over whereas I, I can look at it and go right okay well actually that still works within and i can just carry on as as planned but then at the event actually just do what i planned for it you know and, and adjust that day rather than the week um just to make sure that i still tick off protein and i don't turn up overly hungry um <clears throat> and then the last one's breaking isn't it bacon yeah this is the least commonly used but it's i use this quite a lot with clients that are have got a good training performance like can already train well and are you know working through a prolonged diet um yeah. uh, I, but it's, it's more commonly used as refeeds then just yeah. to keep training performance high but the the strategy is still the exact same it's just bringing calories up to maintenance or clo very very close to maintenance for a few days out of the week because i think this is something that again going down that black and white strategy people think that all oh, right i'm, I'm dieting just now need to diet all week and it's like well actually you can still take five days worth of fat loss and and two days at maintenance and every single week you would still have five days worth of fat loss to show as a result of it um but it's been, again it's aligning that expectation you need to know that i'm i'm not looking for seven out of seven here i'm looking for five out of seven in terms of progress so it would be a little bit slower yeah but much easier for a lot of people we i use that at this time of the year a little bit more than i do for other points and it's just a case of right okay well it, may, it moves a weekly average up and it might bring us down a little bit closer to that 0.5 yeah rate rather than you know the one percent yeah yeah it's, it's one of those things in it in the the kind of christmas period where you're if we've already decided if we're taking it a little bit slower or if we're going aggressive with it if we're going aggressive with it i probably wouldn't have anybody doing breaking mm. outside of the actual christmas days where we're not tracking anything anyway um but i i would usually kind of just use it for bigger life events yeah during yeah, during yeah, the during the year yeah I, I suppose that's the different side of breaking as well isn't it you're not necessarily always actually given a calorie target that's at maintenance yeah. if you're <clears throat> if, if you're it's like your a, best mate's wedding and you're yeah. you're the best man then you're not going to be giving a fuck about <laughs> what's how many how many pints you've had no no 100 um right okay so we've touched over the the top three things and this is the re the reason we touched on uh, buffering banking and breaking is because realistically all we need to do is make sure that you're still within your calorie average across the week right now yep. if it was as simple as looking at this number and matching this number like we wouldn't really have a job so yeah. you want to take a little bit take it a little bit deeper and say right well how do we actually make sure clients adhere to this across the course of a week and actually can can apply it and that then starts looking at how we approach the week you know we've, we've already covered the mindset they're already comfortable to to live in the grays they're already comfortable with the scale fluctuations how do we actually stay on plan with more socials and it's a case of you know we, we've already we started that process by we're looking up the menus ahead of time we're committing to a very clear uh, choice so you know we know what we're having for the main we know what we're having if we're having any sides or we know what we're having if we're having any drinks that's already factored in ahead of time we've tracked it in and we've adjusted the rest of the week to accommodate it or the rest of the day to accommodate it but that's not always enough i think there's a few other tools that we need to to start bringing in to make sure that 
what we say we were going to do is actually what we do. Yeah, I think a big one, especially this time of year, is just being smart with the choices that you're having in front of you. Um, you know, especially if you're having a month of a little bit more relaxed kind of calorie approach than what you've had, you've got plenty of time to enjoy all the things that you like to enjoy over the, the Christmas month. You don't need to get them in in one day. Mm. You don't need to get them in in one week. Um, you've got plenty of time for socials. You've got plenty of time to have a, a drink here or there. Enjoy one and know that you can have another one the next week. Don't feel like you have to get everything in straight away the second that if you do decide that you want to maintain for the month, your calories come up. Don't think it's like, right, how do I fit in six Terry's chocolate oranges and four hot chocolates and a whole barrel of mulled wine this week? Like, how do you spread that out a bit? And just know that you've got plenty of time. You've got the month of December if you're coming up to maintenance to enjoy those things and just leaning into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then just in terms of staying smart with your choices, just make sure that the, you know, where you, where you are banking and buffering during the week, that you're still eating meals that you enjoy, that you're still eating meals that are packed full of volume, that you're still getting, you know, your potatoes and your berries and your veggies and stuff like that. And during the week, and you're still eating good full sized portion meals that you're prioritizing your protein. Um, and you're not kind of trying to eat more snacky things more often. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a big one. <clears throat> I think the the other side of it as well is actually looking at like what you want from these these events because more often than not, you're not going out just for a drink. Like I know that we've been uh, eyeballing this menu and looking at this tomahawk steak tonight, but it's it's not just about going out for a steak. It's about actually spending some time with you and yeah. and enjoying that for what it is. And I think this is one of the things that I always say to clients. It's like if I took the food away and you still went out, if I took the drinks away, you'd still have a good time. But if we took the people away, you're not necessarily having the same time. You know, you're just having a steak dinner in the house. Um, and that's like, so going into it with that expectation of, that's what I'm looking for from it. It's not the drinks. It's not the food. It's the setup of the situation. It's it's the social aspect of it. You know, um, that may, that plays a big difference. Uh, plays a big part in it. But then, actually looking at what we call meal hygiene, which obviously isn't washing your food. It's actually just how you approach a meal, um, and starting to rhyme off some of the the things that can really help within that is like, you know, uh, making sure that you are like actually chewing your food and not just wolfing it down because that's then going to make you feel a little bit fuller. It's making sure that you're uh, putting your knife and fork down in between bites and actually just letting it settle a little bit more and, and you know, making sure that you're actually engaged in the conversation rather than being distracted whilst you're eating. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm engaged in this conversation, but I'm not like looking at my phone or... Yeah, don't eat while you're sitting <clears> on your phone. Have you ever seen that? I've sent it to you before, that gif of the little raccoon. Candy floss and he drops it in the water. <laughs> he drops it in the water. And he's looking for it. That's me every time I eat on my phone. Yeah. Then it just disappears. Yeah, and that, that's it. You do, and you don't feel like you've got the the, the kind of mental satisfaction of it as much. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. We we like as most humans do. We eat with our eyes mm. as well as our taste. So we we want to kind of see that food look good and enjoy looking at it as we're eating it, or you don't get the same feeling of fullness after it as well. And so I think that like running through that and then the other part as well is, is just using a hunger scale and making sure that you're not turning up to a, you know, a, a social situation, absolutely ravenous. 
is like I, like I touched on earlier, like nobody's willpower increases when hunger's yeah. through the roof. Um, so we teach our, we teach our clients like kind of the, the hunger scale of one to ten. Always trying. You should be hungry within a diet. Like you are dieting, you should learn to get a little bit more comfortable with that. But you should never really be looking to be edging over a seven out of ten. Yeah. You know, um, which, which is basically feeling it in your stomach, um, being aware of it, looking forward to your next meal, but not to the point where you're getting dizzy or faint or. Uh, Ready you know. to steal a stranger's sausage roll. <laughs> what was that? Ready to steal a stranger's sausage roll. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, so I think it's it's using those, you know, not turning up to the event overly hungry, understanding that actually during it, your behaviour during it can make a big difference in terms of like being present within the meal, being present within conversation, um, forward planning for that using the right strategy based around what you forward planned for in the first place and then realizing that actually it is just pushing and pulling throughout the week and yeah. and adding up that consistency rather than going oh you know what that one meal didn't go to plan so i'm gonna just restart i think we've covered most of the things that we, we want to touch on with this yeah spot on so we'll wrap it up there um and with that if you are one of those action takers that does want to get started, that doesn't want to push the fuck up button until January, we have got a few spaces left. So below this, I think you can do this within Spotify and YouTube. So in the, the description of this episode, there will be a little link if you want to get some details on how we can help you, how we can take this heavy load of thinking about how to actually apply any of these strategies. Um, then yeah, just click that, get the details and I'll be in touch. And if not, and you still found this useful and you know somebody else that would find it useful at this time of the year, Please share it.